Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and this is Shi'ar Jeshub. Coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be continuing a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority. Pastor is teaching on the qualifications for the Office of Administrations, and when we left off, he was in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7, where Paul writes, Moreover, he, the overseer, must have a good testimony among those who are outside, lest he fall into reproach and the snare of the devil. In Colossians chapter 4, verse 5, he says to all believers in Colossians 4, 5, walk in wisdom toward those, toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. We are to walk in wisdom to the people that are in the world, to the unbelievers, the people outside. This is a call for all Christians, so how much more then how much more the directors of the church, as much as is possible on their side, to be of good witness, of good reputation to those outside, the non-believers, the unbelievers, as much as is, is possible. Because the, as the world gets more corrupt, Jesus said, if they hated me, they will hate you also, right? Uh, you could try to live peaceably, you could try to live with wisdom, a quiet life to the people on the outside, and yet they may not respond. They still might uh, rile against you and hate you because of your belief in Jesus Christ. As much as is possible, you should try to be of good reputation, but don't be surprised if you're not always of good reputation or your witness, your good witness is not always accepted. Notice the difference, though. If you're doing what's right, if we're doing that which is blameless and holy, if the outsiders are repelled, if they're repulsed, they're being repulsed by the goodness of the gospel, they're being repulsed by the goodness of the truth to their own condemnation. And that's in their situation between them and the Lord. We've done what we're supposed to do. People may, may not respond to goodness but that is to their condemnation. That's different than being repulsed or repelled by the sins and bad testimony of those saying they're in Christ Jesus. There's a difference. If they're repulsed because they see bad, well, that's shame on the church. That's, that's what the word reproach means. If they're repulsed because you're doing good, well, that's shame on them. That's to their condemnation, right? So how important it is for all Christians to give a good witness to the outsiders, but how much more so those who are in leadership. Those who desire the position of a bishop desire what? A good work, a noble work, a noble task. And you can't be deceived if you desire a position like that. You're on you're on a stage, you're, you're, the view, the spotlight's on you. You're on view for the world to see your life, and they look at your conduct, what you do day in and day out. You can't be in the forefront and be in a position of leadership 
and then not like the fact that, well, my life is under a microscope and they're going to see everything I do. It becomes a little hypocritical. It's like the actors today that love being in the movies and they love making millions of dollars and having all the people applaud for them and they want all the attention, but then when they want to, they go out to eat, everyone's photographing them, right? And they can't get any privacy. Well, you know, it goes hand in hand. If you're not in the spotlight, you have more privacy. If, if you're in the spotlight, you're going to be watched. Well, same thing in the church. If you're in a position of leadership, people on the outside are going to watch you. If you're an elder in the church or an overseer, a pastor, whatever you want to call the leadership positions, you're being watched. And it just comes with the territory. It's not going to change. And so the leadership should have a good testimony, a good witness to those who are outside. Also notice that, again, these leaders, these helmsmen, these directors are not being cloistered away someplace, are they? They're not up in a monastery behind a closed door. They're interacting with outsiders within acceptable parameters. This doesn't mean that, well, I need to interact with the outsider. I need to have a good testimony with that outsider, so I'm going to spend all night in a bar. Within acceptable parameters, they're integrated into society to give a good witness. You can't give a good witness to society if you're cloistered behind the door up in a monastery that nobody sees you, right? And, and you think of the Lord's words in John. I'm not saying, Father, that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I also have sent them, sent them into the world. We're sent into the world. We're not to be of the world. We're to be separate, but we're not to be out of the world. We're not to be out of the world. We're supposed to be part in there to influence it, to change it. Not to be influenced by it, but to influence it. And you can't do that if you're separated away to impact it for Christ. So again, just like we have in this section about marriage, and this is so important because in church history, what may be very obvious to us, in church history, this has caused a lot of controversy, how the leadership is supposed to be. What are the leaders supposed to be like? Right? Here you have someone that's married, someone with children, someone that's involved in interaction with outsiders, right? It gives you the image of a very normal life for these elders. Even as they're walking in the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit to turn things around. They're living normal lives. It's not an abnormal religious exaltation and separation even as they walk in the carnality of the flesh, which has happened many times in Christian history exalt and separate and then it's not of the spirit so the flesh gets involved and there's shame and reproach and disgrace that comes upon the institution rather you have normal men normal men of noble character leading the church of Christ in this example that Paul gives here in 1st Timothy chapter 3 in uh, Matthew chapter 5 and verse 13, Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. 
But if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Right? You're going to be seen. This is to all Christians. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket. You don't hide it away. But on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men. I'm not saying, Father, that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Normal men of noble character. That's what he's speaking about here in 1 Timothy chapter 3. Married men, men with families, men that have interaction with the world, maybe in the business sense, they have their jobs in the world, and yet they're called to be supernatural, of noble character, to let the good works of the Holy Spirit shine through them in a normal situation. And that's what's going to draw people to Christ. A sister passage to uh, 1 Timothy chapter 3 is Titus. And I don't know how far we'll get today, but let's start at Titus chapter 1. Titus chapter 1, and we'll start at verse 4. To Titus, a true son in our common faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. For this reason I left you in Crete, and we'll talk about verse 5 later on, uh, why Titus is able to do this. We want to get to the criteria. For this reason I left you in Crete, that you should set in order the things that are lacking, and appoint elders, right, elders, presbuteros, right, elders or presbyter, elders in every city as I commanded you. So you have to appoint... We don't want things lacking. You need to have these elders appointed. Where? Where should the elders be appointed? In every palace, in every city, right? In every palace, every city. Uh, these offices of administration are specific to the what? The local church. Now, you have apostles, prophets, teachers, those with gifts of healing, helps, right? Uh, that can be to the larger body. You see how Peter is so involved in starting the church at Jerusalem, right? But then his ministry as an apostle expands beyond just Jerusalem. Later on, James, will, the Lord's half-brother, will take an elder position in the church in Jerusalem. And Peter is still uh, preaching into other areas. So the, the apostle is not limited to the local church. Uh, prophets, teachers, healings. They are gifts to the church at large, though they are many times locally connected. They have a church that they attend, and you need to see these gifts working in each local church. But the elders are specific to a local church. These are the ones that are in administration in each local area, each city. And you start to see that every area should have a church. There should be a church in every area with people directing the affairs of that church. Not all elders we discussed are teachers. Some elders are teachers. Not all teachers are elders. 
Some have a ministry of teaching to the, to the larger church, right? So you need these gifts working in the church, but here's a, here is a church office that's specific to if a person is an elder, they're an elder of a specific location, meaning they're directing the affairs of that location. You have to go there and complete that which is lacking, Titus. Every city, the church in every city, the church at Madison, the church at such and such, the church over here, needs to have elders appointed to run that church. And it makes common sense. So this is a, a church location-specific office. And as we read now the criteria, he says, and appoint elders in every city as I commanded you. Sounds very familiar to what we studied back in 1 Timothy. If a man is blameless, here the word is an enkletos. It's similar to the other word, different Greek word than we had in 1 Timothy for blameless, but very similar in, um, in this, the way it's derived. It's the negative of to call in or the negative to bring to account. So then one that can't be called to account. You're not able to be called to account. You're unaccused. You're unreprovable. You're above reproach. Vine will say that which cannot be called to account. Hence is translated blameless. Our Sunday sermon is live streamed on YouTube at 10.30 a.m. Afterwards, it is posted up not only on the Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle channel on YouTube, but also on rumble.com and now on the church website itself at www.shiarjeshub.org.